This is an Eye on Annapolis sports update. I'd like to welcome everyone to a 2019 Navy Football Media Day. With us is uh, head coach Ken Niamatololo, and then our four captains, Malcolm Perry, Nizer Cromarty, Ford Higgins, and Paul Carruthers. We'll start out with an opening statement from Coach Niamatololo, and then we'll go around for individual questions. Just uh, hold up your hand, and we'll have someone bring a mic to you. Those watching on the stream after the formal press conference, uh, Joe Miller and Pete Medhurst will have interviews leading up to the 11 o'clock hour with players and coaches. So at this point, we'll open it up with uh, Coach Niamatololo opening statement. Thank you, Scott. Um, this is my 12th year in doing this, and this is the first time I actually wrote some notes, so I don't ramble. But um, I want to welcome all of you here to the 2019 season, and especially welcome you to come to the start of the 2019 uh, Navy football season. So thank you guys for coming. I want to thank Scott, you know, Strassmeyer and, and Stacy Mashad and all of their staff for putting this all together. I know there's a lot of people involved. Uh, Chris Morgan Thaler and all of the marketing and all the festivities that happen on the field. It's, it's a great thing for our community, you know, for them to come and enjoy themselves. So we're grateful for all of them. Um, and thank for all of our sponsors. Uh, as we, this is my 35th year involved in Division One college football, um, my 22nd year here at the United States Naval Academy, and I don't know if I've ever been more excited and with greater hope than this season. Um, great optimism as we enter this season. And first and foremost, the reason for that optimism are the people to my left. Um, I've known in coaching that you can have good teams and the leadership can come from your players if it's driven by the players. But in order to have great teams, the leadership needs to be driven by your players. And the great teams that we've had here, it's always always driven by, by players. You know, obviously I coach you do stuff, but it's always player driven. And everything that I've seen uh, to this point, I've been really, really excited about our, our senior leadership, the other leadership on our team. And it all started in January. Uh, just watching these young men in some of the meetings that they had, talked about their goals and what they want for this team and things that they want to do. And we have had some meetings. They've had their own meetings. Uh, Captain Ross Pospisil, our new player development um, uh, director, played on our team, one of the best football players we've ever had. was a great midshipman here and great example. He's met a lot with them and done a lot of great things. But uh, from January, our winter workouts – to our fourth quarters in March, uh, probably as grueling as we've ever had, and just watching them work and what they did to spring football and just all the things that happened in spring football, and that carried on to the summer workouts. Um, and it's kind of just kind of the way I do things because I feel like you have to allow players and the strength coach to develop that bond and that team, that team unity. And so I don't not involve too much in the summer, allow these guys to grind and work and all that I've – seen the few workouts that I've been to and some of the stuff that I've heard from our strength coaches. They've said it's as good an off-season as we've ever had. But let me kind of back you up as we move into this year. You know, at the beginning uh, of this year, at the end of last year, um, I had to make some tough choices, probably the toughest choices uh, that I've ever had to make in my profession. Our, our staff had probably been one of the most, you know, tenured coaching staffs in the country, you know, the longevity of the coaches on our staff. I don't think there was another 
uh, coach staff. I think us in Northwestern are really, really close, but we've had guys that are here a long time. And, you know, after the season, I had to make some tough, hard decisions. Um, you know, guys that I've known for many years, one guy over 20 years, uh, just, you know, I know their families, just great people. And I just, but I had to make some decisions for our program. And so, um, you know, we made some tough, uh, made, made, I made some tough decisions, some tough changes, but I felt like I needed to do it for our program. And so as I scoured, looking for us defensively. And so there's a philosophy I knew that I wanted. I wanted to attack. I knew that I wanted to come after people. Uh, I wanted to be chaotic. Uh, but I also wanted to be somewhat sound and, and safe and give the illusion of coming after people and, you know, just, just chaos, but there's simplicity and there's organization to your system. And so with all of that said, I just kind of, Looked at different programs, scoured different philosophies. I, I knew in my mind what I wanted, um, just kind of what I wanted our defense to look like. And so talked to a lot of people, looked at a lot of different programs, and, you know, finally settled on, you know, uh, Brian Newberry. And I'm just going to tell you, just in the time that he's been here uh, with our program, I've made a lot of bad decisions as a person, as a coach, that one wasn't one of them. I mean, it's been a home run. Um, and as I've been around him, just watching, because again, I feel like defensively, you got to make the quarterback think, and you got to make the O line think. You got to make things tough on him. Uh, kind of, you need option factor. You got to be different on defense. You got to do things that week in and week out, they're like, wow, what are they doing on defense? That's different. Just like option wise, just. We can't line up and do what everybody else does. Just like defensively, we got to be different and innovative. And I don't know how, a better way to say it than uh, Coach Newman, I mean, to describe him, but uh, he has a beautiful mind. I mean, creative, you know, a lot of different exotic stuff. Um, in the spring, um, you know, I just know going against him. And like I said, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've seen a lot of defenses, a lot of different people. And normally on the sidelines, you can kind of figure out what they're doing. You know, they're doing this. And Coach Jasper and I have been coaching together for a long time. And, you know, our offensive staff has been together a long time. We kind of talk about things. But going against our defense from the sideline, I look at what the heck was that? You know what I mean? Just, um, you know, really, really good stuff. And I couldn't be more excited. I know our defensive guys and Crow and, you know, can, and Paul can talk to that later. But I know they've embraced them. But even as good a football coach as he is, he's a better person that fits what we're looking for here at the Naval Academy. Because there's a lot of good coaches, but not everybody, I would say, is, has the character that we want here to represent the kind of people that we want to help mold leaders for our country. So it's more than X's and O's. It's more than schematics. It's philosophy and the kind of guys that we're looking for. And Coach Newberry's been unbelievable that way. And part of the hiring process, he wanted to bring two guys with him and kind of went back and forth. And, you know, I didn't want to let any more of my guys go. But he was pretty, you know, adamant about it. And, you know, finally conceded, like, all right, because I wanted him. You come, you can bring your guys. And now that he's brought his two other coaches with him, and Coach Downey and P.J. Volker, I know why he fought so hard for them. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal football coaches, great people. And they've been a great addition to our staff, along with uh, Jarek Hall, that also worked with him at both uh, – Coach Newberry and Coach Downing at Elon, Elon, 
and also Brian Norwood on defense. Coach Norwood and I go back a long time. We actually played high school football together uh, and played college football together. He's been coaching football for almost 30 years, probably one of the premier defensive secondary coaches, defensive minds in, in the country. He's coached at Penn State, Baylor, Tulsa, Texas Tech. I mean, the guy has a wide resume, and besides being, again, one of the best people that I know. And offensively, um, I really, we got a, we're an option team, and I believe we have the best option staff in the country. But we had to get better in the passing game. Just feel like this area we had to improve on. We're option guys, and so looking at different schemes, do we go with, you know, Mike Leach and some of the run, um, air raid stuff? Do you do some of the West Coast stuff? Um, you know, but I was thinking, you know, we want to do some run and shoot stuff because it's very similar to option stuff. It's adjust you adjust cut to coverages, options based off numbers, and you adjust. Same thing as run and shoot stuff. You adjust to coverages. So you call plays, but it adjusts to the coverage. And I thought it would be perfect for us and we're, what we're trying to do. And so we hired uh, Billy Ray Stutzman from Hawaii, and he's been a great addition to our staff. Um, the only problem is when we brought him here, he, you know, when you know, talk with the offensive staff, he had some uh, video of you know, how we want, you know, how the routes went, and they were against us. I'm like, could you not pick another game? I mean, just could you? Why did you pick our last year opening game? So, but anyways, he just, you know, some of the stuff they did. I'm really excited, and um, Malcolm is taken. You know, really excited to how Malcolm's embraced that part of the offense. Obviously, Coach Jasper. Nobody coaches the option better than Ivan Jasper, and we're worried about that. But Billy Ray's done a really good job in helping our passing game. So I'm excited about that. We also added. Uh, Jason Mack from our prep school was there. In fact, all of our guys here besides Ford, I um, mean, were coached by um, Jason Mack, McDonald. And so because of the our players, the addition of our coaches, Chet and I had some long, long discussions after the season. Some of them weren't so pleasant. Uh, but I will say this, to Chet's credit, everything I've asked for, we're getting. You know, and so just I couldn't be more excited. Got a new weight room, a uh, new locker room, you know, still finishing up, but it's beautiful. Um, you know, got a dietitian. You know, nutrition is so big in Division One football. And so we just got that this year. And it's the, the only thing is he put signs up with calories and stuff like that. So I wish he wouldn't do that because I try to sneak some of the shakes when the players aren't looking. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, we're, we got our dietitian, Scott, has been phenomenal, and just some of the hires, you know, that way. And so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about we got a new turf here at the stadium. There have been so many changes that um, I couldn't be more ecstatic. Uh, our schedule, um, you know, starting off Holy Cross can be a tough game. We know that. But at least we don't have to travel halfway around the world to start the first game. I mean, I know this part of the season last year I'm worried about you know, trying to get blinds uh, so we can sleep on the plane and, you know, make sure we get our compression socks on the airplane and stuff like that. It's all about ball. And so, uh, you know, I know that was kind of a long thing, but I just want to show you why the optimism. It's not unwarranted. It's not just, you know, euphoria without anything to base it on. It's what I've seen. And for doing this for 30 years, um, I know when the good team's coming and I have great optimism for this team, great hope for this team, 
And I really believe this can be one of the great football teams at the Naval Academy based on all the things that I'm seeing. So I'm super ecstatic. All right, let's open it up for questions. Just raise your hand and we'll bring the mic. First time through, if you could identify yourself so the guys know who you are. Uh, yeah, Gene Wong, Washington Post. Ken, you mentioned obviously the continuity of your staff as kind of the norm for you since you've been here. With that turnover on defense, um, is there anything specific you can do or you have done to make sure the staff understands the culture of, of service academy football? It's kind of a two-part question. And the second part is, do you foresee yourself maybe looking at that side of the ball more often in fall camp? No, it's it's a great point because you always wonder because we, we're such, you know, our staff knew each other and you're not really sure and so in hiring, you want to think schematics and the technicality of your job. Can you do your job? But I'm also worried about people. This is a people profession. We're involved in leadership. You're involved in teaching and mentoring and developing people. So I don't want a smart guy that doesn't know how to talk to young people. You know, it doesn't know how to develop people. And I can tell you, these are Coach Newberry has it. There's a, there's a leadership quality about him. I don't know. I mean, he's got this quiet presence. I'm a yeller. When I get mad, you know, I'm, I just yell. But there's something about this dude. He's got a presence and leadership about him that people gravitate to. Um, and really my only concern with him is I don't know how long we are able to keep him. You know, I remember we hired Sean Newell. I remember telling Chet he's the best D-line coach I've ever been around. And he hadn't, hadn't been a coach yet. He's a graduate assistant. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's working at Michigan right now. But I didn't need Jim Harbaugh to tell me that. I already knew that. You know, just Sean McGee, I told him he's one of the best guys around. I didn't need and he's working at Michigan. Bryce McDonald, you know, some guys that, man, this guy's his organization, what he does, he's as good as I've been around. He's working at UCLA for Chip Kelly. But I didn't need Chip Kelly to hire him to know, tell me, I already knew they're good. So I feel really good about Coach Newberry, the guys that he's brought in. These guys can talk. I let the defensive guys talk. I mean, I mean, just I love the way they coach. Coach Downing, he's hard, he's demanding, but he's not demeaning. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe in MFing kids. But you have to hold people accountable. It's part of their leadership training. It's part of leadership. And I just love the way Coach Volker coaches, the Coach Downing and all the guys that have come, Coach Newberry. And our staff is as close. We just talk about, I mean, we love these guys. It's a, our staff is already really, really close. And But I guess I'll let... You know, Paul and you know, and, and and Crow talk about what's your thoughts on our our coaches. You guys work with them. Man, they they are the best around, honestly, in my opinion and in my experience. You know, um, I, I think they hold us to a high standard, and it's something that is known. It's not something that has to be repeated all the time. Uh, when you when you want to learn, like when you're learning to play or or new schemes or anything like that. Uh, they want you, if you make a mistake, they're like Coach said, they're not demeaning. But the next time you have a chance to make that play or, or be successful in performing whatever job you have, you do it right the next time, you know. And, and they, they kind of set the standard um, by, that, by that leadership style that they have and that enthusiasm. It's something that I think is, is very important that instills confidence in us as players when your coaches are enthusiastic to coach you, to and, and when they show up every morning uh, for meetings and for practice, 
uh, at any time, they're, they're ready to coach you, and they, they come prepared uh, to coach you as well. And when you have a question, they, they know how to answer it. And the, the impressive thing, ta- coaches <coughs> talking schematics and uh, strategy, is that they all know what the main goal is. They all have an understanding of specifically the defense to where you ask one of them, they, they all know what each other's thinking. So Coach Newberry, Coach Downey, Coach Volker, they all, and Coach Norwood, they, they all have an idea of what we're trying to accomplish and what the inside linebacker's trying to do and what the corner's trying to do and what the D-line's trying to do. And, and so you're pretty safe. It's a pretty safe bet to go and ask either one of them to, uh, to help you on, on what you need to do. And they, they're more than happy, and they want you to do it, and they want you to be elite. They want you to, uh, to, to do it the, as best as you can and as hard as you can uh, and be as tough as you can. And then, Crow. Um, for me, I would say uh, I've been playing football for so long, just like anybody on this table has been playing. Um, but from an aspect of being able to sit back and observe from my rec ball days, high school, uh, naps, and then now where I'm at here, uh, the co- like the cohesion they have between each other, they kind of complement each other um, when it comes to Coach Hall, Coach Downing, Coach Walker, uh, Coach Newberry. Just when they operate on the field, you, you know what's going on and you know that each one of the coaches personally, they know what the other coaches is thinking. And it's like they're all on the same page, and that is a big part when it comes to the trust in the, like, the players with the coaches and stuff like that. But um, they established that early on when it didn't take as long as – I mean, coming from me when I was in high school and a lot of coaches came in and switched out, it was like, okay, does he know he's doing? Does he know he's doing? Like, just kind of questioning. But now it's just like you kind of knew from day one they all had the same mission, the same mind, uh, mindset about what was going to be going to take place on the field. So uh, that built confidence in the defense. And then I just remember a couple times just sitting back and letting uh, the twos and the threes kind of go in spring ball and watching Coach Newberry kind of game plan against Malcolm's checks and then uh, Coach Jasper's play calling and just, and just seeing it happen in action, just watching him like, okay, he sees his play going on, Malcolm makes a check, then he calls the defense over, then we make a check. And it's almost like chess. It's almost like I've never seen some defensive coach, uh, at least the coordinator, to be able to operate in a manner where he knows what's going to happen or at least he – I don't know how it operates, but in his mindset – it's just like chess, like he's game playing. Um, and just watching that defense, he puts the defense in a place where they're going to be successful no matter what. And I know Malcolm one time made a check, and I believe Coach called the defense like to look over to the sideline and then made a check as well, and defense ran right into the play. And it was just like I was dumbfounded. I was like, wow, okay, this man is something serious. So um, very, very um, happy to have him as a coach. Happy to have all the new defensive staff as coaches. Um, for me, it's just a blessing. So um, that's really all I have to say. Well, I'm a little older than those guys, these guys, and I've seen a lot of defensive guys, been around a lot of defensive guys, and he's the best I've ever been around. I mean, I, like I said, and like I said, I, I told that to Chet a long time when I hired Chando, and like, yeah, yeah, now he's at now he's at Michigan. You know what I mean? But it's the same way I feel about Brian Newberry. I mean, he's. He's the best defensive guy I've ever been around. Todd, Todd Karpovich, Associated Press and Press Box. Coach, can you touch on sort of the evolution of the AAC and how you've had to adapt? And were some of these changes you had to make this offseason sort of you know, adapting to the high-powered offenses in, in this conference? 
Well, in this profession, if you stay stagnant, you get passed. You have to continue to evolve. You have to get better. Obviously, we had a lot of success early on, but you got to continue to improve. That's all of us, myself, our staff, our players, our strength staff, everybody. You always got to look at ways to get better. You know what I mean? So I'm always looking at nutrition, and sometimes there could be um, sometimes a little bit here because everybody eats at King Hall. You know what I mean? So there's, you know, you got, we got to be a little careful. You know, do you get more than other midshipmen? And I have to admit that the, the administration has been phenomenal here because they recognize that not everybody's playing against Notre Dame, though. You know what I mean? So we're not counting on everybody to stay 300 pounds. You know, and so that we have to eat differently. And there's some things that we have to do if you want to compete. And that was my, always my, my thing. Do we want to compete? And if we do, there's some things we have to do without sacrificing uh, who we are. I'm not talking about cheating. I'm not talking about lowering our standards. I'm not talking about any of that. But there's some stuff in order to stay up with our conference that we had to do. Facilities. We had to get a dietitian. We had to improve our nutrition. Um, and we, those are things that we had to do. But I think for so while we, we won and we're winning, you know, maybe like, well, maybe it's not as important. And, but, uh, you know, you think about even last year, I mean, some of the games, there's like three or four games. We lost two games in the last play. Some other games, you know, I mean, supposedly, you know, our, our rivals, their best team ever. Okay, their best team ever. Probably our, our worst record that we ever had. We lost by seven points. We had the ball late in the game to win. And that's with us with three, four, three or four turnovers. And so the margin of error, you know, I mean, just you got to see what people are doing. But the conference, you, you know, we went to Houston to play them. And you can just see their facilities. I mean, you go to their facilities like, whoa. I mean, they're indoor and stuff they have. And those are the guys we're playing. I mean, people are putting millions and millions of dollars into their program. And so if we wanted to compete at that level, there's some things that we had to do. Again, not to do anything to sacrifice our mission and who we are. But I don't think getting a dietitian sacrifices that. You know, I don't think, you know, eating, you know, good dinners at night, you know, that for Division one athletes – sacrifice or mission it I think it's enhancing it and so but those are all the things we did but with all of that said we're getting them this year a lot of the stuff that we they're coming to fruition and I, I couldn't be more ecstatic you know as I see our dietitian get up and talk about hydration and how much you need to drink and what different protein shakes you need to drink after practice we never had that before you know just you know hey grab a chocolate milk on the way out and grab a you know PB&J or crustable you know, that's in the refrigerator that's been there for two months. You know what I mean? And so things have changed. And, and I, like I said, I'm really, really ecstatic. Wags. Uh, Bill Wagner, Capital Gazette and Baltimore Sun. Uh, I'll ask Kenny and maybe Ford can comment as well. But can you just talk about the sting of 3-13? and 13? Because this program hasn't had a record like that for a long time. And it was Paul Johnson's first year. And that was a completely different situation coming into a total rebuild. But this was a proud program that had done great things. Can you just talk about that? Because I know how competitive you are, Coach, and I'm sure it's, it's something that you thought about every day since the season ended, right? Yeah, but our guys have moved on. I mean, but those are all the things. Like I said, we had, we had some tough discussions, me and Chet, in one-on-one you know, discussions. And Chet wants to say, we all, all of us want to win. We want to do what's right with the academy. But these guys are competitive. All these guys want to win. I'm not the only guy that wants to win. We've recruited competitive dudes, man. You can't come to the Naval Academy unless you're a competitive person. You have to have good grades. Some schools, you don't need good grades. You just 
Yeah, what you got? 2.0. Got it, brother. Good. Come on, let's go. You can run. Come on, let's go. Us, you have to have good grades. You have to have a good t- SAT score. You have to be a good character reference. And you have to play Division One football. You know, there are times in the past, and when I first got it, you'd get recommendations from guys that are great, had uh, um, great grades and good students. And like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, but he's, you know, second-string guy on the football team. Like, we're, we're playing Division One football. So I guess my point is we've always been competitive. There's a lot of things we've already addressed. I'm not really – I'm beyond that already dwelling on last year's season. We've addressed it. These guys have addressed it. It's the way we've worked WAGs to now. I mean, it's, it's August. Every day has driven our guys to be the best they can be. They've worked their butts off, and that's why it's given me hope. So I, what we say – that doesn't mean – you can write an article. They mean it. It's what you – you would have to have seen what I've seen for the last seven and a half months to know we're on point. So, you know, I mean, there's nothing I could say that could tell you how badly we want it. Maybe in some of my discussions, you know, behind the scenes, maybe we can see. But all that these guys have done and the work that they've put in, actions always speak louder than words. And what they've done, what they've done just – we're kind of beyond. It's not like every day we're like, you know, what happened last year? We know what happened last year. And that's why we made all these tough decisions. And we're, it's August, man. We're looking at the 2019 season, not 2018. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah, Coach is, uh, Coach is exactly right in that regard. What's great about this sport and something that, that uh, we talk about a lot uh, with the guys is, uh, you know, there's always a new opportunity. Um, whether whether it's a, this new season that we have in front of us, um, all the way down to the plays on the field. You know, one play doesn't go your way. Hey, guess what? You got another one a few seconds later. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you define yourself, uh, your character, uh, who you are as a team, and what you do in between each of these opportunities. Um, you know, do you, do you sit there and, and just talk about it, or are you, you going to be about it and, and, and do something to, to address it? And that's exactly what we've done this year, and uh, as Coach has spoken on it. Um, and something that, that, that has given us new energy and uh, that we're all excited about and, um, and, and these changes and, and, and all this stuff is how we're defining our, our program and, and, uh, and our, our future success as a, as a team. So, um, you know, I can't agree more with what Coach, Coach said. But we have thought a lot. All of us have thought about it. You know, I mean, for me to say I'm the only I mean, everybody in this room, nobody likes that feeling. Nobody liked what happened last year. And like I said, it's been a long time since that. I mean, it's eight months, whatever. And guys have worked their butts off because. But um, I give you one example. When I was one Saturday, I was just, you know, at the academy coming, just nobody's doing anything. I saw Malcolm with some receivers playing catch. You know what I mean? Just in Halsey. I was doing my uh, walk around cardio. But anyway, but anyways, it's, it's like, man. Nobody told him to do that, but there's so many. I know Cromartie comes in and watch tape. I mean, all, everybody in this table can tell you, Paul, just um, there's one time I was actually talking to a player. Sorry, Paul, to put Paul on us. But I was talking to a player in the weight room. Just asked him a question about something in his class or something. And Carruthers said, Coach, we're, we're lifting right now. Um, and he grabbed the player <laughs> and just like, all right, man. But that's why I said it comes from them. So anything we say, yeah, you, you take it and write it. But it's what I've seen, man. I've seen these guys. They've been working their butts off hard for the last eight months, man. Patrick? Uh, Patrick Stevens with The Athletic. Malcolm, uh, 
another shot at, at, at being the starting quarterback this year. What's different for you? Are you more comfortable, you feel like, this season? Uh, and, Kenny, if you want to kind of follow up on that from what you've seen as well. Um, just going into, into the season and the offseason, I think the biggest difference is uh, embracing my role. Um, you know, A-back's not in the back of my mind anymore. Um, just embracing the role that I am the starting quarterback. And uh, all the weights on my shoulders, you know, a lot of the success of the football team, the offense especially, uh, relies on me. So um, just putting the team before myself um, and not, not having that A-back in the back of my mind to set me back in any form. So, And I, we did a bad job of leadership. And we've talked about I just felt like – I did a bad job of kind of having him in that duel. You know what I mean? You can't be the quarterback. If you're the quarterback, you have to be the quarterback. And maybe schematically we're doing some stuff that maybe were great for Will. You know, when we were Keenan, we did everything. I mean, our whole package was – and then we kind of structured and tailored it down a little bit to Will, things that fit him. And kind of Zach is kind of in that same mode. And I kind of felt like maybe we might have stuck – you know, Malcolm in that same deal. But we've just been kind of looking at things, just what's his skill set? He's the most dynamic runner that we've had ever since I've been here. I mean, in my 22 years, he's the most dynamic runner. And there's some things he had to work on in the passing game. And you know what? He's a smart kid. He recognizes that. And he's worked his butt off. And after watching our first day yesterday, super encouraged. I mean, I thought he had a really good spring against, as Crow said, our defense, man, they, they bring some stuff. They, and, and this has been our mindset on offense because trying to implement some new stuff. You know, if we can at least come be somewhat successful or try to have some success in what we do on defense, we feel pretty good because we know what we're going to see during the year. And just watching Malcolm go against all the stuff that we do on defense, he's, he's improving, and I'm at peace. I, he's, he's done a really good job. But like I said, it wasn't all him. Uh, I look back at myself, it's kind of to Wags' question, when you reflect on the season, it's not all me pointing at, you know, Chet, it's your fault or it's the player's fault. I had to look at what did I do, and that's one huge mistake I did last year. If he was going to be the quarterback, I should have, you are the quarterback. You know what I mean? You, in Randy play, you can't tell Joe Montana you're, you mean, Randy played with me, you're the quarterback, but then you're going to play wide out. You know what I mean? Or somebody behind you is going to be a guy if you, it's, you got to know what your role is and, I think we kind of clearly defined it for him, and he's embraced it totally. I can sort of follow that up. What, what strides have you made as a passer through the offseason? Um, I think the biggest stride is mentally. Um, just not being afraid to, to not be perfect. It sounds kind of weird, but um, I think that's what's been holding me back It's trying to be perfect, um, thinking too much, and just letting the ball go in practice and not being okay with making mistakes in practice so I don't make them in the game. Questions? Gene? Uh, Kenny, you, you mentioned the two losses in the last play. How much attention have you paid to becoming better finishers this season with that, with that in mind? Well, like I said, I mean, I'm at peace because I watched the way we practice and I watched who we brought in. And I think a big part of it, you know, just I was just in a I've been in our, obviously I've been on offensive meetings all the time, and I go to our defensive meetings. Like you talk about, am I going to be more involved in the defense? Heck no. I've been in enough meetings to know what this guy, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Leave that dude alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just leave that, get out of his freaking way. You know what I mean? Just he's, he's as smart and as creative. And like I said, I mean, actually the first scrimmage that Crow was talking about, I was actually calling those plays. And so he was, 
I mean, I was like, what the hell is that guy doing? I mean, I was on the, I'm, just trying to, I'm trying to figure out on the sideline, and we're talking, what does he do? And, you know, you don't have the luxury of the box stuff, and, man, he does some really good stuff. And so I guess, yeah, you're always trying to finish, but the nature of our program, we're always, we're always line touchers. One of the tenets of our program is touch the line. So, yeah, you know, to finish games, but to me, genius starts before that, some of the other stuff. And some of the other stuff, like I said, I've seen, you know, that we got to do on offense, get better at throwing the ball. And on defense, um, having more creative uh, stuff, um, more negative plays. You know, I mean, I think we're the last last year in that. But, you know, you got to get – you have to get people behind the sticks. I mean, it's a must. And the, the statistics are outrageous when you have negative plays and we have to do that. So you can't wait all the time in the fourth quarter – I mean, there's some stuff that happened earlier on, just um, third down stuff that we're going to be a big emphasis on. So it's not just finishing a game. It's the other stuff prior to that. Get them behind the sticks. Get them off the field. Those are the things we're trying to do. John? John Sadak, CBS Sports Network. Uh, Coach, when we speak about improving the pass game, are there benchmarks that you want to see from either an efficiency standpoint or a number of big play standpoint that you're striving for when, when game play arrives? Well, you're in our staff meeting this morning. I mean, I was actually, we were kind of, because we were just talking about stuff and Coach Jasper, you know, presenting the numbers and we just talked about different things. And I guess, I don't know if we have an exact number or like an analytical thing, but our kind of our, our dream is pit of our bowl game. You know, when we played them, you know, we rushed for like 400, threw for almost 200 yards. We threw in the high teens. You know what I mean? We're not going to become Washington State. We know who we are. You know what I mean? We're not going to go crazy that way. But we felt like we kept people off balance. You know what I mean? We're throwing, you know, now, we, you know, we throw in single digits. And kind of to your question, people have gotten better. They're crowding the line of scrimmage. They got, you know, 11 guys up there. You you run out of hats. You can't block everybody. You can't crack everybody. You can't double stock everybody. You, you run out of people. And so just feeling what we're doing, just, you know, we're going to still have our option game because it's who we are and don't lose that identity. A tough-minded option game implemented with a run-and-shoot game that allows us to adjust on the run. We're not going to have a ton of passing stuff, but it adjusts, you know, to what coverages are. But I think that pit... You know, we're still rushing in the high 300s, but throw for 150-plus. Uh, That's kind of the, 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 the goal. And I think if we do that, some of these guys are like, you know what, they're not throwing, and they got 22 guys in the line of scrimmage. You know, we got to make those people pay. Any other questions? All right, well, um, the players and coach will now be available for one-on-ones. And then those watching on stream will have Pete and Joe doing some interviews as well on Stadium. Thank you. This has been an update from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.